put the kettle on. It's time for some F&T. Here's your host, Kirsten Gentle. Welcome to FTNA's F&T Time, a new podcast and video series aimed at keeping the industry connected and updated. Welcome to another F&T Time. November is a time to reflect on the impacts of domestic family violence within the community. It is a time to raise awareness and education on this very sensitive topic. We must talk more openly as domestic and family violence is a significant issue in Australia, affecting approximately one in four women. DFV can happen to anyone, regardless of where they live, their profession, their education or their age. Since this issue is so widespread and can have such an impact, FTMA has created a free domestic family violence policy for members to generate awareness and to support you in taking a stand against domestic and family violence by ensuring you are providing a supportive work haven for your employees. Our industry is made up of mum and dad businesses that are the backbone to this country and I truly hope members see the importance of a family business implementing family-friendly policies such as the FTMA DFE policy. The FTMA Fabricator Census completed in 2019 and recently in 2022 showed that our industry is made up of 88.1% men. Yet we are always hearing that we can't attract enough workers or the right workers and FTMA believes by addressing key social issues such as DFE, fabricators can make themselves employers of choice and attract more women into our industry. The FTMA DFE policy comes with specially designed posters as well as a toolbox presentation and toolbox discussion points so the whole team can talk about DFE and ways to address it in the workplace. The FTMA DFE policy was created by Joe Mason of Workhaven. Joe formerly worked with Hind Timber, however has personal experience in dealing with DFE and is passionate about making a difference. Workhaven tailored our policy so it meets the needs of our members and brings understanding, empathy and support to address one of society's most challenging conversations. With the new changes coming in 2023 for paid domestic family violence leave, it is important your business is up to date and has the right policy to reflect this new legislation. As Joe says, if we do it right, the rewards are truly transformational, not only for your team but for your business and the wider community. Please join me in welcoming Joe Mason. So welcome, Joe. Thank you. Hi, Kirsten. It's great to have you here. So before we get started, Joe, how do you have your F and T? As often as possible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, being English background, I could imagine that. So, Joe, in the introduction, Joe, I explained that we first met when you worked for Hine. So, how did you go in about setting up? Workhaven and how did you come into this field? That's an interesting question. So seven years ago, I didn't know anything about domestic and family violence to the point that I didn't realise I'd been living in it for five years. But there was a significant incident at my home and the police were called and I could no longer avoid what was happening in my life. Um, I left my DV situation and I turned to my workplace for support, but there was nothing available. And so unfortunately, Um, Due to that lack of support and everything that was happening, four weeks after I left my DV situation, I also left my job and my career fell over and life fell over in general, really. And as I started to incrementally rebuild my life, I looked in the rearview mirror and I realised how different life could have been if my workplace had had the right supports and understanding about domestic and family violence and walked with me as I emerged from this really difficult situation. Um, 
I spoke to um, a few people in my journey. I was a domestic violence um, ambassador for Brisbane Domestic Violence Service, and that enabled me to learn more about DV and look at DV through the lens of people's experience beyond my own. And I became really interested in the topic. And um, I was giving a, a workplace training session once, like a, just a lunch and learn to an organisation. And they asked if there was if there were any organisations that supported people to address domestic and family violence in an effective way. And I knew of a couple of organisations, but didn't know anyone that provided bespoke specialist support for organisations that would walk with them on that journey. And so I guess that conversation was the seed that started Workhaven. And um, I spent the next three years researching, looking at what was in the market, what support was available, what support was needed. And then at the end of my time with Hein, two, just over two years ago, I launched Workhaven. And um, it's been an incredible couple of years. We've grown from strength to strength during that time. We now work with organisations from the corporate community and government sectors. We provide a range of services from making sure that people have got the right provisions, things like policies, leader guides, procedures, um, safety assessments. We run training for HR and leaders, but also for beacons in the organisation for people that need a, a less formal conversation. Um, we also run communications campaigns. We're just launching one now in the construction industry in Queensland. That's really exciting. And we also run an online program that supports people to rebuild their lives after domestic and family violence. And currently in Australia, 25,000 workers have access to that program. Um, and with our services in their entirety, about 60,000 workers have access to Workhaven services and resources to date. Wow, Joe, that's just amazing. Where you've come in two years, it's just, it's fantastic to hear, actually. I, I'm, I'm absolutely blown away. But Joe, as you know, our industry is is 99%, you know, mum and dad businesses. And I'm sure there's some out there that will say, we can't afford to put in a DFE policy. We can't afford to give, you know, paid leave or to address this. I don't think there'll be many saying that, but there will be a few. So for those that do question it, what are the benefits to the employer, to the business, to the wider community for taking a stand against DFE? Well, firstly, Kirsten, I completely understand those concerns of sort of the smaller businesses. As a as an owner and operator of a small business myself, I know that we have so many things to deal with, whether they're legislative, um, whether they're, you know, accounting, whether they're practical. We, we have a lot of things on our plate. But when you look at the statistics, one in four women in Australia are impacted by domestic and family violence, and that equates to one in 15 men. A report recently came out from Monash University that said that 84% of people impacted by domestic violence struggle to perform at work or even get to work in their normal capacity. So for the members of the industry who reflect on the number of workers they have, the likelihood they may have somebody um, that works for them that could be impacted by domestic violence and how that might impact upon them, really we can't afford not to do something as a workplace. And so it's really important that workplaces understand that there are a range of things that can be done, both formal and informal. There are some supports that need to be given. From February next year, it'll actually be legislated that workplaces need to offer 10 days domestic and family violence to people that are impacted. Um, we need to offer flexible work arrangements. But there are some other things that workplaces can do, that can do 
that won't cost them money. They'll just take time and understanding, making sure that workers know that they'll be supported, making sure that the workplace understands domestic and family violence and what that person might be going through as a result are really, really important. There are some really good benefits for employers who address domestic and family violence. Obviously, maintaining productivity and enabling people to get to work, stay at work and be be focused at work is obviously a key benefit. But also making yourself an employer that people want to work for. I personally believe that an employer that addresses domestic and family violence can address anything. Um, And that's the kind of employer I want to work for. Nowadays, people are more and more interested in working for organisations that actually understand them and are there for them during the tough times. And goodness knows, during COVID, we've all faced a few of those. So um, it's really important. But it's not just about why it's good for the workplace and the business. It's also the right thing to do and it's the right thing for our community. A workplace that addresses domestic and family violence really plays a part in reducing the impact and incidence of domestic and family violence, which can do nothing but have a positive impact and ripples on the community in which we work anyway. So there are a number of different benefits to a workplace addressing DFE. I agree. And, and and I think that that is, to me, the number one key is to protect people and to really help people that are struggling and feel so isolated because of the way they've been treated. Absolutely. In the recent research, there was a significant number of people have reported that their workplace had told them to harden up or just forget about it or, you know, um, not to, to toughen up around their experience of domestic and family violence. But that doesn't change the situation for the person. All it does is they means that they stop reaching out for help. They don't go to those specialist support services. The situation might drag on or it might um, escalate and get even worse. So um, it's so important that workplaces lean in with support and understanding. Yeah, and Joe, it's not just it's not just about physical violence, is it? That's the important part is people go, they don't look like they're in trouble, but that coercion is such an important, you know, controlling manner um, and in part. So is it more than just the, the bruises? Absolutely. So domestic and family violence, the, the, the stuff that makes the news headlines is the physical things where people get hurt or even worse killed. But in actual fact, domestic and family violence could be financial abuse. It could be using children. It could be coercive control. Uh, controlling the way that somebody behaves. It could be cutting somebody off from their friends and family so that they're socially isolated. It could be using their religion against them or preventing them from following their religion. It could be sticking to traditional gender stereotypes in a way that goes against the person's wishes. There's a whole range of different things that constitute domestic and family violence. And we really need to understand the breadth of that, the scope of violence so that we can really look for those warning signs and lean in to support people who are impacted. And we can't underestimate the impact of those non-physical forms of violence as well. They can have very long-term impacts on somebody's emotional and mental health. Yeah, agree. And, and unfortunately, I've known people that have been in that situation and it takes them so much so much longer to, to believe in themselves and, and they do need that help. So, Joe, we I'm very proud that we were, I think, your first customer for Workhaven when we came to you a few years ago to say, let's create a DFE policy. So that was two years ago we created it. And then, of course, COVID got in the way like it has got in the way of so many things. Can you talk a little bit about this DFE policy that we've created for our members 
and why it's important for them to introduce it. Yeah, absolutely. And um, and you're right, the FTMA has a special place in my heart because you were my first ever client when I wasn't quite sure what we were doing. But um, thank you so much. We worked really hard to deliver a policy to suit members' needs. It's a very thorough policy. Um, it's aimed to give members everything they might need to understand DFV and to create a suitable response. The front part of it is around educating members about domestic and family violence, what it is and why, they, why the workplace should lean in and lend support. Um, and then the, um, the policy runs through a number of different sections, um, the rationale and the purpose of the policy, things like the um, provisions that the organisation is providing, how they should be implemented, how they can be accessed. And every single part of the policy can be tailored. So some of your members will look at the policy and go, oh, my goodness, this is bigger than Ben-Hur. It's so long. But we intentionally included a lot of information in there so that members that wanted to learn more or have more comprehensive policies could use the um, what we've provided. Those that have more short and concise policies can tailor it and cut it back as they need to. There are a number of different options available in the policy. So I really encourage members to have a look at it um, and then tailor it to their specific needs and circumstance. And we'll update it to reflect the government's um, changes for next year? Absolutely, we will. So that um, they come into play in February next year. So we need to make sure that that policy is ready so that everybody is complying with the new legislation. And of course, it's free for members. So and when we send it out, we've already created toolbox presentation, we've created toolbox discussion points, we've created posters that you can actually tailor to your business to put in. So it's a whole package that we've got for fabricators. So it's not just about implementing a policy. It's more, isn't it? It's, it's more about what you actually do in the business. Is that correct? Absolutely. We see such a shift with our clients, not just in them feeling confident that they are supporting people impacted by domestic and family violence to get the support that they need, but also in a general cultural shift where um, workers see that their employer is supporting them through a really tough situation. And my personal thoughts are if you can support someone through domestic and family violence, you can support them through anything. It's such a complex and sensitive topic. So workers recognise that if their workplace is taking a stand against domestic and family violence and supporting them along the way, then that's a really committed and connected workplace. That's fantastic, Joe. So is there anything else that our members can do besides introduce the policy? and support their people. Absolutely. Learn about domestic and family violence. Understand the complexities and the impact so that you really do know what's going on for someone. Don't just think about people who might be impacted. You might have people in your workforce that are concerned about their own behaviour. So work out a way that you can support them to get the help that they need to look at their own behaviour as well. Think about training for your staff and make sure that if you've got a policy in place and hopefully you will take up the FTMA's policy, that it's not the world's best kept secret. Make sure whether it's in your team meetings or in the posters or in other communications channels that you have, you inform staff that this support is available to make sure that they know about it and they access it if they require it. Fantastic. And Joe, one thing when I saw a webinar with you, I think with ForestWorks a few years ago, and, and there was one thing you talked about when people say, I don't know who to talk to about it. I don't know who to trust. And I, and I think if I recall correctly, you were talking about who do you get to pick up your kid? 
who do you get to take your dog for a walk or look after your dog with is you know who do who do people turn to or as an employer if if they recognize it who who can they reach out to to help that person absolutely so you're you're completely correct you you've got a very good memory because that was quite some time ago but yeah, there are some amazing specialist support services out there that, that really know their stuff and we always guide people to them. But some people aren't ready to go and speak to those specialist support services or they don't feel comfortable to do so at that point in time. It's really important whether you're impacted by violence or concerned about your own behaviour that you find somebody that you can speak to that you trust. And and you, you're right, Kirsten, it could be somebody that you, it might be the neighbour that you trust with your key when you go away. It could be the person that picks up your kids or feeds your dog when you can't. It could be um, a friend. It could be somebody that you work with that you have a great rapport with. But somebody that you trust that you can explain what's happening and they can support you either in downloading and having that conversation or guide you to those specialist support services. So that's really important to work out who you have around you that you can reach out to support for. And similarly, if you're that person, make sure that you're ready to lean in and support somebody if you notice the warning signs of domestic violence to have that really sensitive and crucial conversation to help a person. Fantastic. And so when we do send it out to members, as I said, we've got everything that you need to implement a policy and be effective in the, in the workplace, including those links to people like, you know, 1-800-RESPECT, etc. However, if there are businesses, Joe, that do want to engage Workhaven to come in and actually do some work with, within their business, can they contact you and still engage Workhaven? Of course, absolutely. The best place to find us is either at workhaven.com.au or search us on LinkedIn and send a direct message. Either of those are probably the best ways to reach out and we'd love to talk to you. Fantastic. And I'd just like to say on behalf of everyone, especially women, thank you so much for what you are doing. Um, it is something that's really close to my heart and unfortunately I've had a few friends go through that and and I just know the importance of supporting them. So thank you very much, Joe. We truly appreciate everything you've done. And I, I'm excited that to see more women coming into plants. I know there's some plants out there that have got even 50% women in the factory, which is brilliant. And these sort of policies will hopefully help attract more people. So thanks very much, Joe. Thanks, Kirsten. Thank you for everything. FTMA will distribute the updated domestic and family violence policy within the month and we truly hope members will adopt this policy. When we send it out, it will include a PowerPoint presentation and discussion points for your toolbox meeting, as well as posters and brochures you can print and put throughout the plant, particularly in the lunchroom. Our industry is predominantly mum and dad businesses, so it is only right that we implement family-valued policies such as the FTMA DFE policy. It is 100% free for members and we believe by introducing this policy and having a program in place to address DFE in the workplace, it will help attract new people into our sector. Thanks for listening to another F&T Time. Until next time, goodbye. Goodbye.